Hey, Warners, this is your warning that the following episode of Women Your Mother Warned You About went a bit rogue from the beginning. You know, one of those episodes where we started the show before we started the show, you know, we were recording and then things happened. So put on your big girl panties and buck up for the ride with Rachel Pitts, Keith Walters and yours truly, Gina Tremarco. Welcome to this rogue episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About. I had to remember where I was. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, Gina. It's the podcast that makes business sexy again. Oh, I'm Gina Tremarco here over at Sales Gravy today doing this episode. Master trainer and director of coaching programs. And Rachel, what, what are all the things you are today? Today, I am a master sales coach at Sales Gravy. I am a performance coach and fitness expert at UltraFit Lifestyle. And just like seriously having some fun out here in the world. Well, I was thinking, I was like, what are we going to talk about today? Because this is a rogue episode and you and I have been running so hard. And when we talk about rogue episode, and by the way, I said I was at Sales Gravy, but let me not forget to give some love, some real love to Sales Gravy, the sponsor of this show and our... People get a kick out of it when I say an hour overlord, Jeb Blunt. <laughs> and Sales Gravy is just a few days ago, the recipient of the, the honor of being a part of the Inc. 5000. Yes. I forget the specific rate, the, like the numbers on the chart, but it's super impressive and it's a great honor. And I know that Jeb and everybody is just super, super excited about super that. Super stoked. We need, um, we need the applause uh, sound effect um, for that. I'm just taking some selfies in the studio here. Don't mind me. <laughs> so yeah, I, Gina, we haven't even hardly talked. Like uh, somebody asked me the other day, she's like, oh, da, 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 what's going on with Gina? And I'm like, mm, I haven't just got my head down grinding as hard as I can. And I think that when I don't hear from her, then she does too. You know, that's that's a really good because I was thinking about like, what could we talk about today? And And I was thinking about the grind and the fact that you and I have not actually had conversation time. And there was a moment in the, this week where I'm like, I was feeling like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're distracting me with all the, all the facial things you're doing on screen. But I was thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I've got so much, and I'm stacked today on either discovery calls or pr proposal presentations or I'm like, it's all good. Today's money day. Cause it's those kinds of calls. And I'm like, Oh my God, do I have time for a podcast? I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm like, no, I haven't talked to Rachel in so long. Like this is a forcing situation that I can actually like talk to you for a couple minutes, but, <laughs> but we're Same. both, we're both in the grind. I don't know. Is that the topic of the day? It's like the, the, the grind, the head down and the push through. Well, the grind is something that people talk about and you have to be mindful that when you're grinding, oh, this is Tim Grover. I'm going to pull from Tim Grover who wrote relentless and most recently winning. And I'm just loving him. Um, he says, when people talk about the grind, when you grind something, you're grinding it down to nothing. You're grinding it away. Mm. You're kind of destroying it as yeah. you go along. So instead of thinking that you are grinding, think that you are building. Oh, you're building. So much better. 
Doesn't that Let's sound better to you? Grind. Yeah, like because if you're grinding, and I'm pretty sure that some of our listeners can probably relate to this, and you and I as well. Sometimes you're grinding, and you are wearing yourself down. You're actually like just wearing yourself down, like chipping away at yourself rather than right now at this moment. Like sometimes when we meet up, Gina, I'm like on the verge of tears and having nervous breakdown. And like today I'm just feeling really like everything is just so good. I'm balling. I've got things in place. You just don't know when this, everything's going to fall off the rails. And for now I'm going with it. Well, I think, I think there's a, there's, something key about you don't know when it's going to fall off the rails. Here's where I've gotten to in my life. I know at some point something's going to fall off the rails. It's just inevitable. That's life. But I don't choose to think about it. Like there were days when I would be like, something's going to fall off the rails. But now I don't, I don't say that to the universe. I, in the back of my mind, I know it's going to happen and I'm going to keep pushing through and I'm not going to say grind anymore. I'm going to say building up. I'm just going to keep or, or pushing and just accept that, that that's the inevitable. It's how you handle it in the moment. Right. And so when you and I obviously have not been able to talk lately because we've been so busy. And I even said to you, cause you reached out and said, Hey, if you need to vent to someone, because as we know, and I think this, I want to bring this up without I'm not at a oh place. Oh God, to don't cry. cry. I know. I'm not going to cry. Um, but the fact that oh, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> that, You're so going to cry. Just go I'm ahead. I'm so not going to cry. So um, it'd be the first time to cry in an episode. The fact that my dog that got away was found dead on the road um, while I've been here at the sales gravy office, right? That I got that message in the middle of a training session and oh. I couldn't oh. like, what do you do with that? Like Mm. I can't, I can't stop moving. And even while she was missing and we were hunting for her every night and there was definitely emotions coming up with several people who love her too, who are looking for her. And we all have a different way of handling the emotions. I I chose to compartmentalize because if I let, and I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with what I've learned from Jeb on emotional control. I'm a highly emotional person. I've had to really be disciplined with emotional control this week and in the mm. past week to not let my emotions take over right now. Now, when I get home back to Myrtle Beach tonight, I will be crying and my amazing boyfriend has already, he's ready for the cry and he's he's like just get home so i can hug you and you can cry then that's gonna make me cry (laughs) and he's like have you read everyone's comments on the facebook post which is like 263 and um i'm like no i'm not gonna do that till i get home he's like i'll read them too when you get home and then you can cry the point is 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 having the emotional control to push through and to have that resilience and, you know, that also goes back to what Jeb talks about obstacle immunity, right? Like these things happen to us. We can't stop the train. Mm-hmm. The train has to keep going. Yeah. And, and you can, I mean, as cold as it sounds, you can control your emotions as Gina is demonstrating. You can control your emotions for a certain amount of time and compartmentalize. It does take, it takes resilience, it takes practice, and it takes just deciding 
to control yourself and, and the awareness of it. And like you said, Gina, Jeb talks about it in, in several of his books that if you're in a sales situation and some, cause you know, it happens. Sometimes people just say stuff that's just rude and you're like, or they say something that indicates you might lose a deal or have you. And you just, the best option is to just not, not react mm -hmm. and, and take your time and wait for the appropriate time to respond. And same as you're trying to do right now with controlling that very strong urge to have an emotional reaction to the news that you receive. Mm -hmm. And you're just continuing to go, okay, not right now, because I have to stay in the moment and do what's next. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I've noticed in the past week, like when she was missing, I mean, I think I'm in a, uh, my head is in a, my head and my heart are in a different place because I have some closure there. Like, you know, one night when we were looking for her, like people were saying like, well, there's an alligator back here. And I was like, oh, oh right, God. right. Like, you know, be careful. I like, to I like to hope that Tanner was out there like finding, you know, the people that like put food outside for mm -hmm. the cats and shit, yeah. like the feral cats. I hope she was living it up, like going to every house and eating and just roll it, love, rolling, uh, balling. Yeah, yeah, let's say I think she was balling because she was a wild child and she yeah. was she liked to run loose. She didn't want to be confined. And I think she and and she knew we were like because we kept having sightings of her. I mean, she went. Um, no, she she was at it for eight days alive Jeez. like we were literally tracking her from neighborhood to neighborhood in carolina forest damn she definitely found some cat food <laughs> yeah she i mean she was right and so that was Aww. even more stressful because we're like we just we couldn't catch her yeah right and 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 then um you know so having the sightings gave us hope of like all right we know where we are where, where where she is and then it you know it went silent and that's when we're like okay where is she um <laughs> I don't know what the point of that was, but uh, you, you just, you just, just the unknown of not knowing where she was yeah. was stressful. Now that I know where she is, that's helpful. Uh, it still hurts, but in in that in that eight days of searching, it wore me out mentally. Yeah, because of the other people's reactions to it, and we can talk about yeah. that offline another time. But there were some reactions, you know, like almost like, "Why wasn't I doing more?" And I'm like. I still have a job to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I would get back from a search and then my, I would shut, I would mentally shut down and I couldn't get work done. Yeah. It's and now granted I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore. Um, what did Jeb call me this week? <laughs> I forget what he called me, but you know, in between training sessions, I'm making calls I'm making prospecting calls on my 10 minute breaks. I'm making prospecting calls while I eat lunch. I'm making prospecting calls while I'm in the car and then I'm training and then I make another prospecting. I mean, I'm like, I just keep moving because when, at the end of the day, my, I, I shut down like mentally yeah. shut down. And so now I feel like some sense of relief that I can become more productive again. I feel ya, And you know, I'm so sorry about, Tanner, because I, you know, I lost Audrey not that long ago and it is, you actually just don't even expect how strong the feeling is because mm -hmm. you're like, I can handle this. Yeah. It's really, it's a lot. So I, I feel so, you know, I feel you guys. Um, the other thing is it, I, I feel you. And as far as the 
lots of things going on. You know, that's why I haven't been able to, well, you're busy. I'm busy. I'm in the middle of acquisition of this business. There's a lot of moving parts, learning to deal with employees. Um, and you, my deal is my prospecting has looked a little bit different lately because it's, it's like dealing with all these new parents who are wanting to register for classes and how to navigate that and make sure that I'm, you know, doing the same sales process, even though it's a dance studio, you know, I've and, got and, all for that going our, on. and for our listeners that maybe have missed a couple episodes, um, Rachel is in the process of acquiring a dance studio. Yep. So it's that, been around that's 26 right years. Now. So I'm in the process of that. That's really exciting. It's, it's just a really interesting place to put, put my sales skills to use. And also my child was homeschooled for a year and we just got back into the school system this week. So anybody who's a working mom out there can feel me right now mm-hmm. that middle school is a whole new ball game and there's a lot of stuff going on. So that has been, you know, very time consuming and my whole workout schedule and also preparing my sales, a fanatical sales fitness course, which I'm super excited about. Um, See my new little outfit. It's a, you look adorable. Thanks. You look adorable. So that part is exciting. And, and I just, you know, it's important to just just do what's next. Like whether you're going through a grief period like Gina or you're going through a whole new transition like I'm doing right now. This is, I mean, I know the world of dance. I've been in it since I'm five. I get it. And it doesn't mean there's not unexpected stuff coming up. It's like, okay, had no idea what I was going to do that I would need to think about this. Like you just don't know what you don't know. So you just have to do what's next. Like I can, I had a day, I want to say, forget when it was, it was a couple of days ago that I did the thing that we probably all of us do when we get a little tired or what have you overwhelmed where I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to screw it up. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to fail. It's going to go terrible, you know? And I was like driving along and I'm like, what? It's fine. Just do what's next. And like, I think that even the strongest person goes there sometimes like, I'm never going to get this done. It's all going to be terrible. And you just have to pull your thoughts back in and do, do the next thing, make the next call, take the next right action. And that way you'll get out of that place of like, ah, and here's some words from our sponsor, Jeb Blunt at Sales Gravy. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe hone their sales skills at Sales Gravy University. You see, Sales Gravy University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world, including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now, I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on Sales Gravy University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com. Pick out your course. And when you check out, use coupon code free course to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. 
speaking of Sales Gravy University, go check out salesgravy.university and see some of the courses that I'm teaching. Just scroll through the university and click on them and you will find me and sign up. I'd love to have you there. I mean, I, you're hitting it on the head. And I'm, I was, as, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about like, what is the best advice we can give our listeners on some of this who might be going through this and feel the overwhelm? You know, what I, what I have, I, I mean, I've been extremely overwhelmed with, okay, I've got three proposals I got to get done. Um, I have all this coaching stuff for our coaching division that people are waiting for me to look at or sign off on that I haven't, haven't gotten to. I've got the pivotal leader podcast stuff that has to, like, I have all of these things going on that have to get done. And then it's, it's really prioritizing where's the money and put the, <laughs> Jeb walked in <laughs> to my studio. I call it my studio, Studio Blue. I started talking about a course that I'm going to start teaching in September um, that I'm we're kind of relaunching mastering sales objections and, <laughs> you know, I like to poke at him because he's like, okay, the, the next dungeon, you just have to go through it and look at it and go do, 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 do. And he's like, like doing this hand motion, like you're looking at in our LMS looking at the the deck and I go, how do you, how does it go? I just wanted him to repeat himself. Do, 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 do. I said, okay. I said, well, I actually I've blocked time on my, ca- my calendar next week to go through the entire curriculum, which I was very proud of. And then he just looks at me and he goes, it should have already been done. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I said, I've been busy. <laughs> it was the first time. This is the first time I said that to him and he just walked away. <laughs> like I'm I'm you know, it's it's a constant shuffle of what's the priority. You're both right. You're both right. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a constant shuffle of the priority, yeah. right? Yeah. And the priorities are constantly shifting. And, you know, for me the priority is always money first. Right. Like what's directly in front of me that is is revenue related in this moment, then everything gets on the back burner. Now, everything's revenue related. But if if we really break it down the way we do in our time discipline course, right, it's it's impactful, important and trivial. And your impactful is your money. Right. Um, I mean, and there's things that are borderline impactful, important. Um uh, The priorities, you, you just have to keep your eye on the priorities. What I've been doing, this is old school. Not everyone will agree with it. Maybe the youngsters won't. But I mean, I literally have several to-do lists that I keep in front of me. And it's a little cha- a little chaotic right now. But it's the only way I can't forget. I'm like, oh, God, I did forget that. Like this morning, oh I was able to cross one thing off my list. I'm like, yes! But it my was a- kitchen table has like t- post-it notes yes. and then this, this to-do list and this to the, and well, this is the thing that I find is so valuable. One of the things that's so valuable about, um, working with sales gravy and, and utilizing the courses you can find in sales gravy university, everything that I do is time blocked. Now when yeah. things change priority, then I just move it. Yep. Sometimes I move it to later in the day. I think I've moved stuff around on my schedule twice today. Oh gosh. I move the block and then I go, Oh gosh, I, I got it. This has to happen today. So let's move this to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I get rid of things. I just changed priorities. Yeah. Like, you know, you can do the same thing for family life, like trivial, unimportant, um, and important, impactful. impactful because right now this week with Roxy going into seventh grade middle school 
And there's some moments that I knew that the most impactful thing that I could be doing right now is giving Roxy my full attention on what she needs in order to be successful going back into school. By, the, it was by, like a, by the way, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm giving you my condolences for your Lululemon backpack. I was getting to that too. And she's got <laughs> it again at school. I ordered her. So just so our listeners can know what I went saw down, that video, I was dying. I was like, man. So we get I 13. If you have a 13 year old girl or boy, it's just like a crazy discovery time. And so I'm like, what kind of backpack and lunchbox do you want for school? And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to buy something. So let's use what we have. So we have, this is like a badass Pokemon backpack that every time that I go out with Pokemon, people compliment me with this thing. It was hers before. <laughs> so I put her shit in the Pokemon book bag. Got it all ready. I've got a, a, a pretty neutral lunchbox that has an R embroidered on it. So that was passable. Well, we're literally standing at the table, which mind you, she got out of bed. She was ready to go. She had her outfit, all the things. She's standing there and she literally just looks at her, looks at the backpack in one t- chair at the table and looks at my backpack which is sitting in the other chair. And she just literally just went like this. And I went, no to Pokemon, huh? And she's like, "Uh, can I just take the black one? And I was like, we're talking a really nice Lululemon backpack here that I take to the gym. It's all set up, all the things. I even, I forgot to take my AirPod Pros out of there and she took it on to school and I realized at midday and I'm like, just trust in God, my AirPods will be fine. They're in the secret compartment. No one's going to know. I was like, shit. So I took all my stuff out and put her stuff in my Lululemon bag. And then when I dropped her off, I was just like... Man, I can't believe I did that. I have reached a new level of love for this child. Here I am. You know where all my workout shit is? In the Lululemon bag. In the Pokemon book. Oh my God. All my workout shit is in Pokemon right now. Oh my God. Are you gonna just are you gonna just go get her a new backpack that she'll be happy? I, I ordered I ordered a plain black one. Okay. And we'll see if she goes, this one's not nice. So I might have to get a new Lululemon book. Because oh it's God. nice. It's got all the compartments and it's comfortable. But should have just got another Lululemon one. I probably will, but it, a Lululemon one's pricey. We're talking middle school, like, like the $26 one from Amazon is sufficient. Hopefully we'll see. I might let sneak me, it. I'll just sneak her shit to the new one in the night and she won't know. Let us know how that goes. Let us know. <laughs> uh, so funny. But it, but, but it, it really comes down to juggling all the things, right? Like um, yeah. I thought about talking about the whole, you know, back to school thing as I watch people online with, you know, the all the people complaining about the traffic and the drop offs. And, and it sounds like there's some serious issues. I'm obviously not a mom. Um, 
But the whole Same like, thing applies though, because it's so unpredictable right now. Buses are overcrowded. You just you don't you have to just do what's next and like be willing to pivot with it because the 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 Delta strain of coronavirus is back again and it's people don't know they change the mask mandates and everything's different. So it's just you gotta just be willing to pivot. You would think by now, I mean I think the one an, an, a benefit of of the virus over the past, whatever it feels like 12 years now, it has taught us, at least many of us, or reinforced for someone, you and I know how to pivot, but it it has really been a pivotal kind of situation of like, there's constant change because of this thing. And, Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to swiftly adapt and go with it. And you would think by now people are, but I guess people are burnt out from it too. It's like, how long are we in the unknown? Which is what this virus does is it creates so much unknown and people are so uncomfortable with change. Um, where some of us love change because Mm -hmm. we have squirrel syndrome and shiny thing syndrome and our amygdalas love shiny things that distract us. Well, here's a little a different way to look at the unknown that I I just was speaking to a potential coaching client and I was like, you have to get this book called Becoming Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. Oh, I love Joe Dispenza. I've read one of his other books. I haven't. I've read a different one. So this is what he talks about. And I'm about, you know, quarter of a way in. He talks about the fact that we, we, we worry when you're worrying, you're worrying about the unknown in the future based on your experience in the past, right? So I'm your, your three o'clock in the morning worries is projecting what you are worried will happen or like preparing for worst case scenario or all the scenarios based on what you've already experienced in your past. Cause you don't, you know, you don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Well, he talks about leaning into the unknown because the unknown is the space where you can actually manifest what you want to happen. So like basically you can create what's going to happen for you. Now this is out there in the woo woo land, but like you, it's actually a better use of your time to project in the future, how you want it to turn out because it's more likely that it will turn out that way Right? because I worrying t- yeah. about it, it doesn't work. So it's really interesting. And that's where that meditation piece comes where you really just go into the, you just open your mind to like the blackness of the void and all that stuff of like you don't know because you really don't know what's going to happen when you're up at three in the morning worrying about how something's going to happen. It usually doesn't turn out that way. So, you know what I mean? I, I do. And, you know, I go back, I go back to Tanner and, 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 you know, all week we kept telling ourselves, okay, she's going to come back. She's going to come back. She's going to, but, but we didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And I could have let it tear me up or I could just, you know, there's a point where David and I were like, I mean, he put it so perfectly. And I know sometimes it gets tiresome to hear about him, but I do adore him. He said it so perfectly. He said, she left us. She left us. We didn't throw her away. We, we love her. She left us. And it's not like we didn't, we didn't want her. We didn't look for her. Right. It's, it, it was it was really about putting it in such perspective mm. of we don't have control over this. Right. 
don't have control over it. We can try to control. And, and that's what was the frustrating thing about it. And I think it's a really good metaphor what I went through because I was chasing her and chasing her and chasing her and trying to find her and, and, you know, desperate. I felt like I was like a high school girl chasing a boy to like her. I'm like, I, I couldn't catch her. She didn't want to mm. be caught. She did not want to be caught. She's like, I'm partying my way out people. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And that but, is a good way to look at it though. You know, you, you, you have to change your mindset about it and, and, and know that it's unknown. And, and I really did in my heart think she was going to come back. I'm like, she's going to find her way back. She's a freaking resilient dog. She'll find sometimes her sometimes they do, man. We had this cat when I was young. Shadow was his name. He was gone like six weeks and then he came roll it up and was like, Hey, sorry, been yeah. doing stuff. Like yeah. you just, you don't know. And I thought she was going to come back, but then there was that, um, you know, the chance that she could get hit by a car. Yeah. You know? And the crazy thing is, is I had a dream about my Lola, the Pomeranian who passed last summer. Right. So I got Tanner because of Lola passing because I didn't want Roxy to be alone. And I, I wanted the distraction myself. And I had a dream about Lola, which I've never done. She came to mm. me in a dream um, like two nights before we found out mm. about Tanner. And I thought it was so weird. And then the next night I had a dream. We could do a whole segment on dreams. I had a dream the next night that um, Tanner was sitting in my lap letting me pet her, which she never let me do. Aww. So I was like, that was a weird dream. I'm like, why is she in my lap? I think I think Lola came for her. Lola was coming to tell me she was coming to get her. Yeah. I would agree with that. You know, the dream thing is I've been doing a lot of studying on sleep because of this upcoming fanatical sales fitness course, which talks a lot about sleep. Um, and the dreams, man, there's a lot of cool stuff when you start looking at sleep and the importance of sleep and how your mind creates these scenarios and what else can come to you and what you can manifest. And, you know, it's sleep's fascinating. And it is one of those things that things like that happen, like momentous events can happen when you sleep. You can have realizations and mm -hmm. things like that too. Because a lot of what happens when you sleep is like all this chaos and stuff that happened all day. You've got all these like files and it all gets sorted in your head while you're sleeping in, in a deep REM sleep. And you sort out like how you're feeling about certain things. So if you're not getting sleep, that's one reason that it screws us up. I am. Um, yesterday I was doing a uh, recording an episode of the pivotal leader with a CEO. Um, he's the CEO of a Conversica tech company out, out in Silicon Valley. And he's super cool. And we'd already had one conversation and we re recorded the episode and he was all pumped up and he's a Vistage member, which got me excited because we talked about Vistage and he's like, he's all pumped up. He's like, yeah, I just spent the last day with like 15 CEOs, Silicon Valley and, and, uh, we, it was all about um, sleep and what we eat and exercise. And I was like, oh, you need to check out our upcoming fanatical sales fitness course. But but he was, it was he was talking about how they must have had a speaker that came to talk to them about mm -hmm. how much more productive they can be and effective they can be as CEOs by following all of that, that you will be teaching shameless plug very soon. Yeah. Well, and if you really take a look at 
ultra high performers in any industry, whether it's CEOs or top salespeople. I mean, in Jeb's fanatical prospecting book, he uses this quote, which I just adore so much, that salespeople are the elite athletes of the business world. And it's so true. So if you're a high performer, you're an elite athlete, then it makes sense for you to make sure that your vessel, the body that you're rolling around in, um, is in peak form because there's a lot of pressure that is involved in sales world and just today's world. And if you're not getting enough sleep, you can't handle it, period. If you're not fueling, you're not going anywhere. And if you're not physically fit, it's just hard. It's hard to physically withstand the mental pressure that comes with you know, a schedule like you keep, Gina. It's just... You, and I'm not you, physically fit and somehow I do... I'm, I Imagine if I was. All right. <laughs> well, I've noticed, like, what's interesting about me, I've always kind of been fit, right? Since I'm five, I was in dance. And now that I've really intensified what I'm doing in terms of my physical fitness, right. the mental piece is huge. The nutrition piece is huge. My sleep, I... I'm doing okay on. I kind of was a little thrown off this week trying to get Roxy back on my Roxy back onto a normal sleep schedule. Um, but because I have all this stuff operating so high on my physical fitness level, everything else is so easy. Like to when I challenge myself in the gym, like, okay, this really sucks. It's burning so bad. Okay. Three more, three more. And then I can translate it the same thing over to like what Jeb preaches of one more call, like one more call, one more call, one more set. So you can put it. it, it oh, I actually, love that. Like, one more set. Yeah, it, it definitely there's that's the fun thing about it for me is that people think that this transformation for me and my bodybuilding journey is just all about the physical. Uh-oh. It's really Uh-oh. who do we have? Is oh. Jeb there? Jeb, he was just popping. He's gone. He's here. He's gone. He's, he's like, he's, he's like a ninja. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I have noticed that I have more mental resilience as a result of what I'm doing physically in the gym. Like I can just even just because I'm stronger, it's not such a pain in the ass to bring the groceries in from the, from the grocery store. You know how there's little things you're just like, Oh, I have so many groceries. It's going to take three trips. Like, you know, that just those little things get easier when you get a little more physically fit. I think David called me a guy the other day when I like, I came powering in with the, all the grocery bags on my arm, 20 bags on each arm. I, I got like, this. And a case of water balanced on your shoulder. Like, let's go. Oh, that I don't do. He's in charge of the water because I, <laughs> the case of water is too heavy for me. <sighs> Gosh, we still have time left. I'm like, I, that feels I, like I, the I, you end, know what? I think, I think we've hit a lot of good things. We don't have to, we don't have to go for it. to beat a, beat a dead horse. No, I think Aww. we, I, you know, it's a rogue episode where we went on a little journey. And I think the, the summary here is you know, building versus grinding, right? You know, get in, get into the mindset of, of building because you don't want to grind down to nothing and Mm -hmm. you got to do the next thing, right? So for anybody out there who's feeling overwhelmed with everything that they're doing, especially in sales, right? Like the overwhelm can just be overwhelming, right? I'm like, okay, good. I'm great momentum. Call after call after call traction. Ooh, this is good. Oh no. Now I got all these proposals to do. Oh, when am I going to do that? Oh, now I got to do this follow-up. Okay. Now I got to deliver. Now I got right. It, it, you can become really overwhelmed 
And then you can also give yourself some grace and go, all right, I didn't do it as well this week. I'm going to do it a little bit different next week. And that's what, that's how I tweak it every week. I'm like, all right, build more time in for this, build more time in for that. What can I eliminate? Um, you know, cause you hearted my messages. I'm like, all right, I'm bringing on a social media virtual assistant. Like who can take care of that? The, the, that part of the things that I'm supposed to be doing, I can't do it. So I'm going to outsource it. I'm like, what else can I outsource? Like, just just reprioritize what you're doing and realize that you're going to have to reprioritize on a regular basis like Rachel was talking about we, we what gets schedule gets done and then know that you can have a musical schedule like musical chairs where you can move things around you just move them around by priority period end of story i think that's the summary of what we talked about today what what do you what do you say i concur and i agree and i will give you one more thought in closing and that is if you think about talk about write about meaning texting about a problem your self-image shrinks so then you're not operating well because you're talking about thinking about this problem so if you want to really do what gene is talking about which is always be improving then what you think about talk about and write about or text about should be the solution because problems are just part of life and solving problems is just an endless series that we run into so just always be seeking solutions like okay this I'm triple booked right now. Hmm. What's the solution? <laughs> because it's actually not a problem to be triple booked. It, you just need a solution of which, which of those three items needs the highest priority and then move the others. There's your solution. Boom. So always be seeking solutions and be in that solution mindset. And it will make it easier because no matter how crazy and complex the problem seems, you just have to find a solution. Take Breaking Bad, for example. Oh, God. Just, I'm in, I know Gina's watched it, and I'm in the end of season four. And every time I'm like, how are they going to get out of this one? I'm like, then at the end, you're like, oh, my God. If you're Please. ever feeling bad about your life, watch Breaking Bad. Because oh, it's insane. It's insane. You're like, oh my God, I can't even watch what's going to happen to him now. Last night I was like t really tired and, and the sleep has been bad for me this week, admittedly. So I had to make the choice. I'm like, I've got to go to bed. I want to watch an episode of Breaking Bad, but I don't think I can emotionally handle it right now. I need to protect myself and go Outer to sleep. Banks. Go to, go to binging Outer Banks right now. It's campy and... Um, after this, I'm back to Game of Thrones. This has been a, a mindful choice to avoid Game of Thrones. Then maybe I'll go to Outer Banks. Have you watched Goliath? I haven't, but okay. Outer Banks. So I was on a plane recently and the girl was watching. I was trying to figure out the whole time she was watching Outer Banks. But I was like watching and I saw some stuff go down. I'm like, oh, damn, I can't believe that just happened. And I was like, <laughs> literally had no sound and was like watching over there over her shoulder. And I'm like, what is that? And then finally I eavesdropped enough to find out it was Outer Banks. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cheesy, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a good watch. <laughs> leave it at that. We could go on and on. Well, we got to wrap it up this episode, this rogue episode of the Women Your Mother Warns You About brought, brought to you by Sales Gravy. And hey, Go to salesgravy 
university to check out courses but from Jeb, from Rachel, from me, from all the other amazing trainers, go check that out. And for more information about this podcast, you can find us at women your mother warns you about.com. You'll find all the things there, all the socials, all the connections to Rachel and I and to Keith Walters. Oh, Keith Walters. I sent him a, a Marco Polo recently. Something went down. I got to check on him. We yeah. love him. And we would so appreciate if you have heard anything in this podcast or any other podcast on women your mother warned you about, if you would mind dropping us a review wherever you get your podcasts, it super helps us out to share the love with a wider audience. Awesome. All right. We're out of here. Bye Warners. This really will get serious soon. Yeah. I don't, it, it doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious.